right, welcome to episode number 145 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We are recording January the 16th, 2021. My name's Eric, host of the show, based in Southern Ontario, hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. Uh, as first responder, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events and started a small preparedness company to help people prepare for at least 72 hours, if not longer. I'm never going to fool you with the script anymore, am I? You are not. <laughs> right. Let's try, though. All right, fair enough. <laughs> My name is Ian. I'm a student in preparedness and hobby farmer on Vancouver Island and famous for being hard to find unless you say CGN backwards three times, in which case I appear here just in time. Sorry, did you say your name is Ian or Alan? So, well, you notice how we're never the same place at the same time. So mm. what's the you know, <laughs> difference of a couple letters, really? And I'm Jeff. I'm based in central Ontario. I'm a target shooter, ham radio operator from my trail groomer, and don't think I haven't thought about of a way to try and wire it up in there, and a general overall handyman. And I'm Carmen. I'm based in BC, micro-homesteader, wife, ex-personal trainer, general domestic guru. I love sharing any and all knowledge with others and seeing them succeed. And if you want to help to support the show and keep the Canadian Pepper podcast on the air, Go out and uh, spend your Christmas money and buy some swag. We have both the Canadian <laughs> Prepper Podcast t-shirt and the Tactical Velcro patch at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help to keep the lights on in the backup generator fueled. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes to like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good or bad. Uh, or just a topic you want us to cover, let us know. You can email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right, so we've got some strenuous content for you in this episode. Yes, the terrible jokes continue into episode 145. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start off with some recent news, then we're going to update you on what we've done for our preparedness since the last episode. Then we're going to get into the main topic, uh, some lockdown fitness. So let's uh, move into the news. All right, so nobody's heard of this one, but I guess uh, I just learned something this week is that I knew Evergrande was kind of like one of the biggest property uh, companies in China and Shimao was like number three. I didn't know who number one was. Turns out it's a company called Country Garden and huh. never heard of them. But anyway, uh, Country Garden this time, uh, this week, they tried to raise some money by uh, issuing some more bonds in order to create some cash and they had no takers. Mm -hmm. So I... Uh, tells me they've got debt problems and tells me that they're probably going to be running into some trouble too. And if the second and third largest have gone belly up, I can only imagine what's going to happen to the number one. So yay. Mm. Um, yeah. So as the cascading <laughs> property problems continue. Well, what would, yeah. what would the outcome be if, if they all went down for, for them? Well, everybody's got money invested in them, including Canadian companies. And like mm -hmm. Royal Bank, for example, uh, was a big investor in Evergrande and Shimao. So I imagine they've got probably money in Country Garden too. So if all of a sudden a bunch of these stock prices start tanking and or defaulting on money they're supposed to be paying back to these investors, well, then you've got worldwide contagion of, of debt that's being turned into bad debt. Yeah, and it's a lot of debt. Like what happened with Lehman Brothers back in, I think it's 08 or 07, when they crashed and burned, and took down the United States and you know, a little part of most of the rest of the world with them. Um, that amount, if you were to put into what China's already lost, it's like one one hundredth. Yeah, it's no, it, it's, it's, it's like, going to be by far the biggest it's financial default. Crazy in how much money has actually been lost already before even they're just starting to default with Evergrande alone. It's yeah. like a hundred times what Lehman had lost. So. Uh, 
So it's be some cheap <laughs> condos coming up, just like there was in the states back in 2008, right? You know, mm-hmm. thirty thousand dollar condo in Arizona or whatever. Anyway, uh, some so, land in Texas. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. The funny thing is, a lot of these companies, like Evergrande and stuff, they also had property not just in China too. Like they had property everywhere, all all over the place too. That could be more problems too. So half of Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Well, it's actually a good thing that a third of the condos in Vancouver are sitting empty and they're just like uh, investment. Because you can imagine if all those condos were full, imagine how tra- bad the traffic would be. Ouch. Yeah. It's yeah. hard enough driving through right now. Yeah. So um, anyway, second piece of news, uh, Quebec decided to dump their curfew that they introduced, what, uh, 17 days ago? And uh, yeah, it was New <laughs> And uh, but they're making Vax passports mandatory for Costco and other big box stores. So uh, did a little digging myself, and it's only Quebec so far that uh, basically is going to cut people off of uh, groceries based on their Vax status. So good and mm. bad. Mm. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I think it's any, uh, if I read somewhere, it's any... Any big retail store over, was it fifteen hundred or fifteen thousand square feet? It's not uh, very big. Fifteen hundred square it, meters, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not very big. It, uh, but it does exclude. Uh, they said it excludes grocery stores and pharmacies, but I, hmm. I don't know Guess how we'll it's in there because I would almost consider them a grocery store, but they are also a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Interesting yeah. though, they had they got to get they got so many uh, inquiries that they actually had to put a voicemail on, you know, on the normal uh, customer service line saying everybody's open except for Quebec. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess they had a bit of pushback on that. Anyway, uh, third piece of news I had was uh, I guess let's see here, Business Insider was the article, um, but the CDC put out a another I guess uh, statement saying that now after two years of usage. Cloth masks are no good. N95 masks are the only way to go now. And if you don't have an N95 mask, you're basically killing grandma. So once again, they've changed things around that, you know, including my employer and everybody else, everybody else is issuing these cloth masks under CDC direction. And now all of a sudden that's just like, you know, big brother, we've always been at war with East Asia. Well, now that, you know, they started off with like no masks, N95, saving for the healthcare workers, cloth masks, back to N95s now. So anyway, more okay. fun. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I had. All right, I've uh, I've got one news article here uh, in regards to uh, parts of Ontario set to receive the biggest winter storm in several years, and this was just uh, printed by Global News not too long ago. And by printed, I mean published on the internet because we don't do that print thing anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, so apparently we're getting a big snowstorm. I'll believe it when we see it. Yeah, there. Uh, I have a friend in Kingston and. They showed me the uh, the phone app forecast they had there, and they're calling for 51 centimeters in Kingston. That's a did lot. They of again, did they give it a catchy name like Snowmageddon? Or <laughs> is the military on standby? I, I don't think they've given it a name yet, so I say we just coin it and call it Snowmageddon. All right, Snowmageddon yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. got to call it this military guys right now. Yes, I, I was just about to say, wait till they call in the military. Yeah, what? well, that'll only be Toronto. Let's be real about that. Yeah. Toronto. Yep. <laughs> the big smoke. The big smoke. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a, I've got a couple ads. I've talked about it uh, the last couple episodes that I've brought it up, and it's uh, it was to do with the the vaccine passport for truck drivers trying to cross the border. Uh, there's no indication in the article that that is the reason for uh, Schneider, which is uh, a very large. 
uh, North American Trucking Company. They're actually number eight in North America for uh, trucking companies. They're actually third if they just do full truck long haul stuff and not the less than load and all that kinds of stuff. Uh, they are shuttering their Canadian operations. They announced that on the 14th of January. Coincidentally, the 15th of January was when the VAX passports kicked in. Um, they've told their 150 plus owner operators, uh, bye, have a nice day. Uh, anything that's company owned is going to be transferred to the States and their uh, yard in Guelph is going up for sale. So, wow. Yeah, yeah cor correlation versus causation thing. Who knows, right? But by the same token, though, it's probably not mm -hmm. going to help our situation any with having that shut down, no matter what well, the reason was, right? It might be a good excuse factor, too. So yeah. it's like, oh, we finally have yeah. this excuse we can use to back out of Canada and yeah, conglomerate ourselves and hold ourselves in because of the economy. <laughs> Dear Lord, though, they could make a money uh, as you know, shipping cargo around this day and age. <laughs> when, when could they? Because I mean, the the cargo rates have gone stupid, right? Like it's just mm -hmm. yep. insanely high. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see if if I mean, I've heard some news articles and that they've talked. They said, well, it's only 150 trucks. Yeah, but that's 150 trucks of food or yep. whatever that's not yeah. available when you're already running short. You keep adding to the numbers. Sooner or later, something's oh, got to give. Good. Yeah, nope. I get it and all. my second article uh, comes from the BBC, but uh, for anybody who hasn't been paying attention, there was a uh, huge volcanic eruption near Tonga uh, the other day. It uh, literally, literally could be seen from space. It caused uh, a fairly significant tsunami in Tonga. At this point, I don't know how many people it may or may not have killed. There was a lot of, uh, of course, just like what happened in Fukushima and all that, mm -hmm. phones go down, internet goes down, power goes out. So communication is difficult, but um, it it caused uh, a tsunami, not a huge one, but it did cause a, a tsunami. There were tsunami warnings out all down the west coast of uh, Canada and the United States and uh, I believe Ian said that uh, Japan even got got hit by uh, by one. Well, they were yeah. they were calling for you know, three meter tsunamis in Okinawa and parts of Japan, but I, I don't know what actually happened. I, I haven't heard anything on the news. But same token, though, mm -hmm. yeah, I got the tsunami warming from you guys after it was supposed to hit. So I, <laughs> it wasn't exactly a widespread panic here. I didn't hear anything about it until uh, no. until such time as it was already kind of a, a dim deal. I think it so. was something like thirty centimeters in Tofino was measured or something, but. Everyone there was like, well, it's just a bigger wave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what happens at Long it's Beach. The Pacific there. storm. So, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Not a big deal. Yeah. Like, but they were, they were saying um, when it actually let go, like the, the bang, they could hear it in, uh, I believe it was New Zealand, which is about 23,000 mm -hmm. or 2,300 kilometers away. They, they heard the boom. Oh, wow. Uh, apparently, they got uh, tsunami warnings in Alaska, according to uh, KP in the live chat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think nowadays they're so worried about, you know, liability and, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking that they throw out warnings for pretty much anything everywhere. So, yep. yeah, but yeah. it just, send, I, don't, I don't know if it's just me, but it just seems that there's been a marked increase in seismic activity, like around the world for the last, oh, okay. Yep. Dan, Dan's saying the same thing I see there. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's just me. I've been seeing, uh, a lot of them, they're not significant, but at some point, 
they might just become that. So, yeah, you know, there's a there's a schwack of them off of the west coast here with earthquakes and everything else too. So, you know, there's always mm -hmm. something going on. It seems. Well, as soon as you put more water and more weight on a whole section of the earth, it's going to impact it somehow, and it's going to sh start shifting things. So. It's just a matter of time, especially with how much water and weight was in the lower oh. mainland <laughs> recently. <laughs> That's a well, lot of that, weight, actually. That usually isn't there. So. Well, should we move to what we've done lately for prep since we're talking tsunamis? I did. Uh, I just did some food prep, and I rotated and topped up my fuel supply. That's been about it. All the rest of my... Uh, Days I've been spent trying to get the snowmobile trails ready and open. Oh, nice. That's all right. You're almost there. Getting close. Yep. Yeah. For me, for myself, it's been uh, work, work, a little bit more work. And um, if you couldn't guess it, more work. So that's been a lot of not fun. But uh, I did squeak in a little bit of time to read a little bit more about, I know this is shocking, uh, antennas um, and starting a little bit of Morse code work. So I'm... Uh, I've, I've set a goal to have that learned by the end of the year. So it's a good long amount of time to learn it, but uh, I want to, to get Morse code figured out by the end of the year. And um, yeah, I'm just having all kinds of a good time with my mobile uh, HF setup. So trying to get a, a good solid mobile, mobile setup. And uh, every time I go to fix something, it breaks something else. So good times. I won't lie that software with the Morse code has a lot of appeal versus actually having to relearn Morse again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's fun. Just type it in. It does it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a very fun week. I set up my growing shelf for all my baby seedlings that are coming so I can uh, have baby plants that give me food. Uh, reorganized last month's all the empty jars that I had taken downstairs and uh, prepped them for storage and canning next time. Got all that done. That is a project. <laughs> Uh, and then the weather turned unseasonally warm. I'm actually seeing green grass in the field behind my house, and I had two feet of snow like a week ago. So it's kind of uh, spooky how warm it's been the last couple of days. And, uh, of course, prep for this podcast. And uh, Stephen and I had a good time in the garage reorganizing it and getting it cleaned up and uh, getting ready for the season ahead here. Nice. Cool. That's about it. Um <laughs> Did you say uh, 3D printer shelving? Like, are you actually making shelving or is like Yeah, shelving so the we're 3D planning printer? out his, I guess, farm of 3D printers because he's got a bunch of them now. So once he gets the computers and everything hooked up, we're getting the shelving in place and then putting them in place because they have to have baffles around them for air and wind and stuff like that. Otherwise, you get spaghetti. <laughs> oh. And uh, so he's just charting out how the shelving is going to go in that room, what we actually need for it, and just the planning part of it. And then, of course, sourcing the shelving because everywhere you go, the shelvings have doubled in price. I don't know what's going on at Home Depot, but um, even the metal wire racks, they used to be like 129 and now they're 180 for the same thing. So the prices on storage things have really gone up since last year, in my opinion. That's kind of excessive, but... It's almost like there's a backlog in cargo and increased shipping costs. Oh, maybe. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. So yeah. weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, as for myself, uh, let's see. I, I guess last week I got interrupted rudely by the uh, introduce in the house here, so I had to kind of skip all that stuff. But uh, two weeks ago, I was trying to keep everything from freezing here because it was we were in the midst of our winter uh, during our big snowstorm. Anyway, uh, so I actually had... But, 
was keeping pretty busy just trying to keep the farm from freezing up. Ended up having to go to work for about six days straight. Just came back. Uh, then I just spent uh, my time bucking up the trees that got knocked down by the winter storm there. I had a pallet wood kindling box where I had all the smaller, you know, wood for, for burning in the fireplace. That looked kind of like junkyardish, something out of Sanford and Sons, if I want to date myself. Um, so I took that kindling box and kind of demoed that up and trying to make myself, uh, I guess, a more visually palatable storage shed. Uh, see here, we've had no, because of the winter storms, we had no garbage pickup or mail service for now for three weeks. So just three. like, a, yeah, just like what New York City or whatever, whoever had the strike there it was. Uh, yeah, we had stuff piling up. So I had to go do a dump and recycling run because I'm not going to sit there and wait for the guys to finally get around to actually showing up and doing their job that we paid for. So, yeah, anyways, that took up a, a full day, basically, getting rid of all the stuff excess. Uh, I ordered another dual-band radio off of AliExpress. Mm-hmm. Don't cringe, Eric. <laughs> hey, they've got their place. They've got their yeah, place. Yeah, they've got, I just want, I actually, it's basically a disposable radio that I want to try for that go yeah. box I was thinking of building. And so I just ordered basically, a, uh, I think it's a QYT, like 8900D. KT 8900D, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just yep. a dual band. Uh, so I'm going to give that a try. I ordered some real antennas, though, from uh, uh, Radio World there in Toronto. Yep. I tried actually using GPS Central in Calgary. They didn't have one. One charged me 70 bucks shipping and, and all this other stuff. So I was like, and they're the same company. So I went back to Radio World and got the same stuff for like half the price on shipping. So whatever. Yeah, hey, that works. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. What else are we talking about? Oh yeah, we're just more electrical bits for the go box and everything else off of AliExpress just to kind of make that a nice little portable radio setup. Dare I say I did some CGN deals. Uh, there it is. Waiting for it. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So actually funny story. Uh, actually I was working on gun post versus CGN and I got my very first negative review. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is so awesome. Uh, 400, 420 deals, one negative. And the reason being is that the deal actually didn't go through because there was a miscommunication and we just ended up not doing a deal. And I sold it to somebody else and he was mad that I didn't do the deal with him. So it's supposed to be a deal feedback, but it was a non deal. So I don't know, whatever. My bad. Anyway, what are you going to do? Spent some time doing some digital backups uh, with the uh, data off the laptop and everything else. They had the four terabyte Costco hard drives, uh, external hard drives on sale. So I backed up my laptop and put some critical documents on there. And they also have some 64 gigabyte jump drives, or the thumb drives, whatever you want to call them. They had a three pack for 20 bucks there. So portable bug out bag material, big time. Because I can't imagine there's 64 gigabytes worth of documents and or music that you couldn't possibly put on there. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, anyways. So that's pretty much uh, what I did. Well, that wasn't nearly the two or three pages long that we're used to. But CGN <laughs> deals were in there. Well, they, it was in there, yes. And actually, I did more than one. They weren't all bad reviews either. There's only one bad review. Oh, but well, I uh, <laughs> did a couple face-to-faces. Actually, it's a good thing is I actually met a like-minded guy here in town, too. And he was, he was really cool. Um, so I got chatting with him uh, nice. for a little while. It's like doing face-to-face deals. You get to see somebody that's that's kind of local into the same stuff. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much but it for I, me. I understand your hatred towards uh, poor reviews. <laughs> that one star is still bugging you. That one star is still bugging me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Whoever so you are like, out there. Statistically, I'm doing pretty good. Like I, I said, I'm over. I think I'm over 500 deals now on CGN for for feedback. And so to get one negative one, I'm like, well, statistically, it's going to happen. I guess you're going to have a hater. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Whatever. Going to happen. 
Well, shall we uh, move into the main topic? Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, I guess first things first, uh, why are we talking about this right now? Uh, after the lockdowns have pretty much run their course. Well, sounds like there's still kind of another one going on and off and based on the provinces. Um, but we also kind of really didn't really touch on the mental health aspect. So I think Carmen's going to get into it momentarily here. But I mean, mm-hmm. whether it be boredom, dealing with boredom, uh, dealing with anger management, which I can imagine there's a few people upset about a lot of stuff over the last couple of years, uh, getting that sense of accomplishment accomplishment to fight the prep for burnout and then uh worst case scenario trying to stay healthy and fighting off the rona so if uh you want to break the monotony stick with us we've got a plan here so carmen take it away uh yeah i'm taking away just because i do have quite a bit of interest in this topic <laughs> uh i was just a little bit of background i was a personal trainer for over five years i was certified through the canadian federation of edge of uh personal training which is a canada wide certification so i went to college and got that done and a bit more than just a textbook in an online class so it was quite a fun uh job for quite a while and i really enjoyed it and it's it's a uh, part of your life after you're in it for a while <laughs> that's for sure um that being said i personally think exercise is one of the more important preps kind of after the big three your shelter your food your water after that comes exercise your actual body um without your body moving correctly you're not able to endure any labor for extending periods any disasters that can last two days two years plus now for some people are considering this still a disaster um it can wear you out very quickly if your body is not where it needs to be to function for you so with these lockdowns this last year i know a lot of my gym freak friends and i have been struggling to keep in the gym i myself don't even have a membership anymore i have a gym downstairs in my basement now that i've slowly accumulated over time so that i have the things that I feel I need to exercise myself. But uh, I know a lot of people are doing the new year, new me this time of year, which is what, another reason to have this topic today, I guess. And uh, I'll stress that exercise is not about losing weight or having a six pack or all those nice things. Those are just kind of like perks <laughs> that can Thank happen God. with exercise. Um, and your body needs exercise daily. This is something just like breathing, eating, every sleeping, having exercise, moving your joints, moving your body. Um, it should be part of your everyday experience. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, the only way exercise will ever overcome bad nutrition, i.e. losing weight, um, is when it's excessive or part of an eating disorder. Like Alana anorexics and people with eating disorders, they will exercise excessively, like five to six hours a day sometimes to try and lose the weight because they're, they are eating and they try and lose the weight and it's quite um, detrimental, but that's one of the only ways exercise will uh, do that for you. Well, it's interesting because um, I had to, we had a friend too that, you know, she was trying to exercise or whatever, a bad diet and, you know, you know, eating the Doritos that go in and working out for three hours. I'm like, well, you know, it's be easier if you <laughs> skip the Doritos. Yeah, never skip mind. the Doritos, do your 30 <clears throat> minutes, go on with your life. So. Yeah. Eat on Doritos. <laughs> I love Doritos. I love Doritos. <laughs> Literally, I love Doritos. I mean, uh, yeah. Actually, well, for the people outside of BC, so I don't know what's going on with you guys, Eric, but uh, here in BC, they've closed all the gyms for, for restrictions right now. You guys the same thing? Oh, yep, yeah, pretty much, yep. Okay, so yeah, like we've got gyms closed. We've got kind of like, you know, size of, of groups restrictions and a bunch of other stuff going on, which is going to like, if you're part of a Facebook hiking group or whatever, it all kind of goes out the window at this point, right? So, I mean... Yeah, that's why we were kind of talking about this last week. So probably not a bad timing for this anyway. 
Well, even my local gym has had two fines now for staying open. They're refusing to close. They're saying that they are a mental health facility, which is awesome. But at the same time, they only have like 20 people brave enough to go to the gym. <laughs> and uh, But they're staying open. They're making a point of it. It is a mental health thing for a lot of people to have their body moving, getting the endorphins. A hap a exercising person is a happy person usually. Um, well, there's a sense of success to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's a social aspect to it. There's a camaraderie aspect to it. And I mean, yeah, for a lot of people, that that is their main, I guess, outlet for a lot of stuff, right? So mm -hmm. you think they make it more of a user beware thing or something versus a complete shutdown, but what do I know? Yeah, it's brutal that way. <laughs> I personally think they should stay open just for people's health, just to get out. You can clean the equipment before you use it. Yep. You can clean it after you use it. And you're you, taking you those precautions doing, yourself. So you should be doing that even when there was no pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> just saying. Even, even prisoners get an hour in the yard every day, as my friends behind me will tell you. I mean, nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I actually asked those guys if I could take their picture, and they said, well, it's your funeral essay. And I was like, I, I took that to mean yes. So I. <laughs> yep, let's do this. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Anyways, um, let's talk about what you can do if you're in a lockdown and stuck inside also, because it's minus 32 in most of Canada this last week, <laughs> except where I was. Um, first, look seriously at what you already do and expand upon those things in of your daily habits into more exercise. Um, a good example of this is if you're chopping wood on a Saturday for eight hours because you got to get that job done, break it up during the week to an hour each day just so your body's not as sore and broken down after all that time. And it turns into your daily exercise. So look at chores that you have around the house that you can actually use as exercise. Um, things like that that will benefit just getting your body up and moving and doing things for yourself, um, giving more benefits for your exercise. You don't want to wipe your body out. I know a lot of people, a disaster hits and suddenly they're struggling to even walk the 10 miles to get to wherever the shelter is or something like that. So you want to make sure that your daily exercise is something that will move you towards what could happen during disaster. Is it, are you going to have to walk a long way if you have a disaster in your area? Are you going to have to evacuate? Are you going to have to climb over a mountain to get to the next city kind of a thing? So keep that in mind when you're exercising, how functional your exercise is at home. Um, second is what supplies you have to get fit. Do you have a stationary bike? Do you have a treadmill? Do you have a rowing machine, an elliptical? And I personally love ellipticals. So you're great for anyone that's older, has bad joints, gets your whole body moving with your arms and your legs moving at the same time. It's nice and smooth motion on your joints. It's something that's not going to hurt you as much as a treadmill will. Um, treadmills are actually quite harsh on your joints. There's that, that tapping that happens with you there. Um, do you have a set of dumbbells? Even just holding a dumbbell straight out, for time under tension, that five-pound dumbbell, you start getting to that five-minute mark, you're going to start shaking and wobbling. You're going to start doing that. So even having lighter weights, your typical Canadian tire special, as I call it, a little three-set that they sell all the time, those things can be with you. There are different ways to work your muscles, even with lighter weights. It's just either more time, more reps, or more tension. Well, um, think, and not, think about the carryover on that one too. Like, I mean, if you're yeah. holding a three pound weight out in front of you like this, you know, like in a certain pose, I mean, that could <laughs> certainly have a carryover in certain prepping aspects as far as like target Especially shooting or anything else, right? Yeah, you want um, to protect those shoulders. <laughs> yeah, or handling a chainsaw. Like, I mean, farm fit, you know, as I like to call it, mm -hmm. whether you're like moving, you know, hay bales or chainsaws or just, just throwing logs around, same idea. Um, 
yeah, it's just, it might be smaller weights, but at least if you're moving them all, you're having to support them constantly. It, it, there's some, would you call it isometrics at that point? Uh, isometrics was functionality. So yeah. can you move your arm this way and this way and this way? Can you, are you flexible? Um, a lot of people disregard yoga because it's such a basic thing out there in the world now, but even just doing yoga 10 minutes every morning will limber up your body, stretch out your, uh, your joints, wake up your body system. Um, that kind of time under tension that yoga gives you, even in a 10-minute session, it activates a certain part of your body that gets your metabolism moving. It gets your brain more awake. It just kind of wakes your whole body up. And a lot of people don't realize that as one of the benefits of yoga is not just feeling flexible and kind of loosey-goosey in the morning. It actually wakes up your metabolism and your brain. So it is something that's beneficial for people. Everything you're doing around with these exercises too, Carmen, can you wear a weight vest to, to add it or is this going to be harder on your joints? Depends on what you're doing. If you're jumping up and down, then yeah, it's going to. If you're holding a position in yoga with a weight vest on your back or around your stomach or something like that, and that's time under tension that you're tensing up like that, that is beneficial. The little extra weight isn't going to hurt you. As long as you are in that position correctly and uh, you're holding that position correctly and you've done it a long time, then adding the weight and having that tension on your actual system is really beneficial, especially for your bones and your tendons. Um, that tension creates an actual activation against uh, where your tendon hits your bone. It creates an activation there, and it makes it stronger over I'm starting, time. I'm starting late carrier yoga. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people just do wrist and ankle weights during yoga, and that's enough to make you sweat a little bit more. I'll tell you. It's amazing when you go through your usual session and you add weight to it, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> you play carrier and alpaca yoga? Oh, you. There'd be a lot of there'd be a lot of spitting involved and everything else. It's, mm -hmm. it's called shearing day, actually. It's it's <laughs> shearing yeah. day. Yeah. There, there's a lot of angry, there's alpaca yoga for you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of angry stretches going on there. Um, the third basic thing is use the internet to your advantage, especially if you still have Wi-Fi and things like that. Um, especially YouTube. There are thousands and thousands of workouts to choose from on YouTube. All the way from just basic movements to get your body moving in the morning, yoga, um, even I call time under tension type things, up to right up what I call ballistic or functional movements of how to do jumps, rolls, etc. Um, you can learn a lot about how to get into the right position on certain workouts and things like that on YouTube. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. Everyone has their own little road that they want to take for exercise. Um, I always find as long as there's some kind of resistance training, either time under tension or actual weight, and there's some kind of stretching or um, what I call positioning where you're upside down in some way or your body's in a different position, that activates a part of your brain also that um, connects with your body more. If you're upside down or sideways, like, you know, like a, uh, what do they call it? the dog position for yoga for instance your body's in a different position your head's down low you're putting your leg up in the air um, that kind of thing activates a part of your brain that's not as active during the day as our normal sit down go to the office type jobs are so having those motions and turning your body in different positions actually activates your brain to talk to those nerves talk to those muscles a bit more intensely than during the normal day and that keeps your functionality up for the longer term i.e. not getting Alzheimer's when you're older and having functional mobility as, as you get older. Um, uh, we have to call it tactical man stretching before I can talk tactical about it. Tactical man stretching. <laughs> but anyways, uh, 
<laughs> so when they say yoga, they they can talk about it's like saying lifting weights, right? There's a bunch of different types. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the yin yoga, which I think is the relaxation one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, been a while anyway uh and there's a couple other ones so like you want the active version right not the sleepy time like you want the active moving from one position to the next to the next to the next there's lots of five and ten minute youtube videos just on those where you're moving through a series of motions that fully works your whole body and all of your muscles um it's just there's certain ones you find the one that kind of works for you there's different yoga flows people call it i guess be the word for it where you can go from one to the thing to the next to the next to the next um i myself have done a couple of different ones recently and i'm still trying to find my favorite but there's 10,000 hits on youtube so i'm sure i'll find one that i like and once you find that one that you like learn it so you can do it anywhere you can do it in at, you can do it at work on your lunch break if you wanted to even just stretch out in one of the side rooms um you can do it in a hotel room when you're traveling that kind of a thing it's something you can take with you completely and one of the other things that i really love is bands also so using stretchy bands as resistance you can pack those you can take it with you um you hook it over a door hook it over a, a railing or even a tree stick outside and you can exercise outside with bands and things like that and those that resistance or time under tension that your muscles are feeling is what activates the whole system for you so um i will note that one of my favorite channels on youtube it has about twenty thousand different videos to choose from is about pop sugar fiz- fitness i know it's kind of a funny name but uh they have everything on there it's a little crazy they are a conglomerate of people and exercise people that have gotten together and make youtube stuff together so uh they're kind of a, it's kind of a fun name. And uh, so check out Pop Sugar Fitness. I love about, I got about seven of theirs downloaded that I love to go through. Um, one of the main things I can't stress enough with fitness is this is something that needs to be consistent in your life. Um, I can't understate this enough. Get moving every single day, 20 or 30 minutes of elevated heart, getting your body moving, get moving in some way. It really adds to your life. It adds to your functionality. This is something just like eating, going to the bathroom, getting good night's sleep, get your exercise in. It's 30 minutes is like a minimum. I like a good hour a day if I can. Um, If I really have to, I'll do that 20 minutes on incline on the treadmill and just crank it out and make myself sweat and then go for a shower. You know, just get out there. Well, I think the shorter the session, the probably more likely you are to continue doing it every day versus the, the mm-hmm. longer sessions. It's harder to kind of like get the motivation and or scheduling figured out too, right? Yep. Yeah. So. And if you're, say, walking the dog, maybe jog with the dog for a minute, walk with the dog for a minute, jog with the dog for a minute. You want that elevated heart. You want that kind of cardio to happen too. And if you do can hand in some resistance training in there, that is awesome because that's what's going to keep your bones strong, keep your tendons limber, keep your joints well lubricated, and activate a part of your brain that we need to have activated as humans. So we're not meant to sit still and stare at computers all day. <laughs> yeah, or, or get, you know, especially in a case like where you and I both live, I mean, get some elevation into it. If you're going to go for just a walk or just even a fast walk, jog, whatever, try and get some elevation change in. That'll just help, you know, naturally build some, I guess, elevated heart rate for you. Because, I mean, some people, they can only walk, right? Because, I mean, whether it be, you know, joint pain or whatever, it's just at least it's something to get done. But assuming that we're locked down and stuck in the apartment, uh, my question with all this is, um, you know, other than having a gym bod, like my friends in prison <laughs> there do, uh, you know, and just having the, the six packs and everything else actually to get the elevated heart rate and endurance in, like, how would you recommend if somebody was stuck in, say, an apartment building trying to get the... I guess the the, the cardio well, is that what most apartment for? buildings do have the staircases 
that yeah. everyone loves and adores when the elevator is out. Um, you can do the staircase. Do the staircase with a pack. Do the staircase with ankle weights. Do the staircase with weights on your ends of your arms. It's a little bit different also because your arms are moving when you're going up the stairs also. Um, that's a different kind of weight shifting that activates your obliques and your abs, actually. If you have a weight at the end of your arms and you're moving, there's a different weight balance that happens for your, for your uh, core to be moving. So that's another good thing there. Um, like I said, with these stretchy bands, stretchy bands, you can hook it over something in your apartment, stretch it out, go this way, that way, next way, hook it underneath the chair of your table, for instance, go and stretch that, do a nice good row there. You can do stretchy bands with your legs with a band that goes between your knees, for instance, and go back and forth along your along your hallway, back and forth around your living room. There's all kinds of things. And most of these things can be found on the internet at YouTube and stuff like that for like in your apartment type exercise. And but the main thing is, is if you do something like, oh, this is really easy to do a dumbbell curl, right? Okay, I want you to do it on count to 10 now. Go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And suddenly that weight or that can of beans that you have in your hands because you don't have any weights gets heavy. <laughs> can of beans is a good idea, time actually. time under can... tension is, is what you need to have to activate the muscle and the tendon and the joint. So just think about how to slow it down. Slow exercise is kind of a thing, especially over in Europe. They actually have slow exercise classes, but you're under tension. You're holding that weight out, like I said, and you're just moving so slow and going all the way back again kind of a thing. That can really put a lot of tension. It works the joint. It's nice and slow, so it's not hard impact on the joint, but you're moving the muscle and you're moving the tendons and, the, and everything around in a proper direction and ways that you're actually growing it. So it can actually be quite good that way. I wouldn't be jumping around in the middle of the night though with the neighbors underneath you. <laughs> well, that's I guess the other thing, you have neighbors below you and you're, you're doing like jump ropes and stuff and you're like, thunk, 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 thunk. Yeah, you're going to start pissing them off. But uh, Kyle has a quick question here. Uh, can you talk mm -hmm. about the difference between high reps and low weight versus low reps and high weight? Well, high reps is more for exhausting the muscle. This is building endurance in the muscle, which is something as a prepper we want to have. We want to be able to work the whole three days during the disaster and keep going and keep hauling ass, right? Um, but having a high weight with a low rep, that is basically building the actual strength of the muscle. So you want to kind of flip back and forth between the two of them. You want to build your strength first, usually. So you want to do those higher weight, low reps, you want to break down those muscle fibers. You want to break them down a little bit. When you have that high weight, they break down and they, they reheal and they reheal better and bigger and better. That's how Arnold got the way he was. He just kept breaking things down and they kept growing back bigger. So, but then you want to start having endurance in there too. I like to get a little bit of strength first, just so you can are, are capable of moving your body in the right way and then start working on more endurance of those muscles. Cause now that you have those fibers there that have grown in, you want to work them so they can stretch, they can like work and absorb things and keep going over time. So um, it's more of like right now I'm 50, 50, I'll do like a cardio yoga day and then I'll do like a high resistance day. I'll do a high rep day and a low rep day. So you just keep it mixed up after a while. Um, it just keeps you strong and it keeps you mobile, keeps you functional. I won't lie. I should be stretching it over more and more days, but I was saying what I did lately for preps there with the chainsaw and stuff. You know, I went for yeah. like three hours straight, came back, shirt, you know, shirt was soaking wet and everything else. And from, you know, moving the logs around and, you know, chop, chop, chop. And then I'm ruined for a couple of days. Like, and then two days later you got T-Rex arms. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so yeah, I, it's, oh, it's, I it's so true. So yeah, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, if you got stretched over a couple of days, like, you know, 
an hour, an hour, an hour, eat that elephant yeah, like, anybody did time. So a lot of people don't plan their big projects. Usually they're like, Oh, the wood's arriving on Saturday. I'm going to chop it all up on Saturday. I'm like, no, stretch it out over the week. You're fine. You don't have to do it all in one day. <laughs> you don't have to torture your family with hauling wood for the whole day. Um, break it up and make it into little tiny sessions. That way you never want to get your body broken down. You want to get to the point where even when you are exercising with weights, I call it the nine out of 10. You got to number nine. You're like, Oh, I can't do this. I don't think I can do one more rep. That's where you want to get to. You don't want to get to, Oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> the weight's coming down on me kind of a thing, especially if you're doing a bench press type of thing. So you want yeah. to make sure that you have something in the tank still. Um, never go to an empty tank. Unless you're going to go on stage and you're going to be working out and doing what Arnold did and winning the Mr. Olympia, don't empty the tank. You don't need to go there. I want you to keep something in the tank. Keep a reserve in there because you're going to need it for the next day. What if the disaster happens an hour after your workout? You want to make sure there's something in your tank. You want to make sure there's something still left for your family, for your life, etc. And if you're working that hard all the time, you're going to have muscle soreness and it's going to suck. <laughs> and there's no spotter for really you to pull that weight like, you off. Literally, you literally get the shakes. Like back when I was doing some heavy workouts, you literally get the shakes the next day. And you can barely hold a pen at work and because your arm is shaking from what you did the day before. And that's too much. <laughs> and even I acknowledged that back in the day. I went back to the guy I was with at the time and I was like, I overdid it yesterday. Like <laughs> I send it her a little too hard. <laughs> Um, you want to make sure that when you are working out that you're leaving a little bit in the tank, but you are feeling a little bit of a burn the next day. You want that muscle fiber to break down and rebuild even better. So cool. that kind and of a thing. Before we move into diet, a couple of questions for you here. So for people that are stuck in an apartment and their, you know, their apartment is basically like, you know, tile in the kitchen and carpet in the, in the family room. Yeah. How can you get away with like uh, doing a workout and sweat, you know, without sweating into the carpet, making it stank like a teenage boy and uh, everything else? Do you have like a recommended kind of surface you can kind of work out on, like whether it be yoga um, mat or something? A lot of people like their yoga mats. You can buy quite large yoga mats now. So they're almost like four feet by eight feet so that you got some space out. I like putting down a bed sheet if I was going to do it. I did it at the hotel I was at. I was like, I know I'm going to get sweaty right now. I'm going to put a bed sheet down on the floor and that catches it. It doesn't go in the carpet then. I didn't. I thought that would be kind of too nasty. <laughs> so I was like, oh. So I put down a bed sheet and that's something that's going to go in the laundry. I dropped it in the, in the bathtub so they know it's laundry. I didn't just put it back in the bed. <laughs> but uh, you can just put down a drop sheet for it if, first if you are that kind of a super sweaty person. Um, or something like that that you're willing to just wash afterwards along with your exercise gear. Um, and a lot of people, yeah, it's good to have a good sweat. It is nice to have a good sweat. If you are sweating excessively, though, that's where your water intake and your hydration before you work out is very important. I like to drink at least a liter an hour before my workout. And usually with some branched-chain amino acids, so BCAAs is a supplement. It really helps your muscles be able to absorb the proteins and calciums and energy that your blood's bringing to them. So it's kind of like opening extra doors in your muscles so they can actually absorb things properly. Um, and then of course there's protein shakes and stuff like that. You can get into supplementation like crazy if you want to. <laughs> um, it's not needed though, honestly, but it's nice to have. You mentioned the heart rate. Is there a chart? I remember there used to be a chart for heart rates that you're kind of aiming there for. There is a chart from, I think it's a Canadian Health or whatever. Like, you got to get up to a certain level. 
I like to say get to the point where you're just almost not talking. <laughs> like if you were going for a run and you're like, yeah, and then we went over to here and went over there. and <sighs> That's the level you kind of want to get to where you're like thinking about the next word, but you can't really say it right away. Um, but you don't want to get to the point where you just can't like <sighs> can't breathe. Um, you want to get to that point where you're still carrying a conversation, but it's broken conversation. Um, and that you kind of feel that difference on your heart rate. If you have like an Apple watch or something, you kind of just basically, if you know what your resting heart rate is, say my resting heart rate's like 65 or something like that. I want to get up to like maybe a 110, a 120, and then take it a little bit higher. Sometimes it depends on how you're feeling. So you got to really go. Every person's so different when it comes to heart rate. There's people that just shoot straight up right away. And there's people that are real slow climbers. And I've seen difference in different, they're like, well, I'm not really getting my heart rate up. I'm like, yeah, but you have broken speech. So now it's time to come back down. So your respiratory and your heart work together and being able to talk and breathe properly is part of what your heart, no matter what your heart's doing, you want to be able to breathe and talk still. So. Yeah. So Pat's got a good question in the, the live chat here. Just asking how long should you keep your heart rate up? I like a good solid five minutes at a time if you can. Like when I'm sprinting, I love sprinting on, a, on, on an open treadmill, I call it, or like a, a non-motorized treadmill. They do have them at some gyms now. If you're able to get a hold of one of those, they are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can sprint as fast as you can for like a full minute or two, and that heart rate will just up, and then it kind of slows down again. So you want that whole circle to be about a two to three minute mark, and then go back up again and back up again. If you're staying at that elevated thing, like say you're playing hockey or something like that with some friends on the ice, you're skating around and skating around, I want you to feel your breathing, bring it down a little bit, bring it back up again. It's the up and down that really helps your heart. Keeping it up there is kind of, it can get detrimental. It depends on the person, especially if they have heart murmur or something they don't know about. <laughs> so you want to go up and down, up and down, that kind of a thing with your heart rate. Avoiding zombies. Very, it's very still right. elevated. I mean, you're still <laughs> yeah. running and going and running and going, so... Um, for people that don't have cans of beans or a gym membership <laughs> that they could access, uh, body weight exercises, just a, a couple quick recommends. Like, uh, I, I used to have a crazy roommate that would stand on his head, put his body against the wall and push his body up and down against the wall, which I thought was just insane. But anyway, uh, push ups, sit ups, anything like just that. Push ups, like sit ups. Do not, um, ever anchor yourself when you're doing body movements. Like, I know people like to anchor their feet under the sofa when they're doing push ups kind of a thing. Don't do that. That's cheating. <laughs> and it puts a lot of stress on your lower lumbar because that little motion of going up and down, you're now stressing out muscles that aren't supposed to be used. So use the proper muscles if you can. Don't ever, I guess I want to say to anchor yourself when you're doing something. You want to be able to have your body still move in whatever position it needs to be in. Sit-ups aren't really that much needed, really. They're not really doing that much for your actual core abs. They're only working that top transverse so you want to make sure that you're actually doing like something like sitting halfway up and doing a kettlebell swing to each side. That will work your abs a lot more than a sit-up ever will, and it's not going to hurt your back. <laughs> and then glute thrusts and things like that where you're lying on your back and your knees are bent and you bring your bum off, off the ground. Those are great. Um, a lot of people do not have the glute buildup that they should, especially men, for some reason, you guys just don't want to do that reverse movement. You want to go this way, not that way. <laughs> um, so get on your back, do you know 50 of those in the morning before you even get out of bed sometimes and really build that 
that back chain. A lot of people like worry about the front. It's actually your back, your glutes, your hips, and your obliques that need to be strong in order to hold yourself while you're walking and running, etc. Graf, can you dispel one rumor for me? Uh, the ten thousand steps thing. Uh, I know that's that's a big, you know, kind of trope going on for quite a while there. Like. Uh, are we really worried about the number or are we just worried about like just getting consistent fitness in? We're not worried about the number. Um, yeah. For some people, 10,000 steps could be, you know, whatever. <laughs> they could care less. There are people that are walking, you know, 12K to work and 12K home again. They're doing a lot more than 10,000 steps. Average Joe, though, to try for that 10,000 steps when they haven't been doing anything is a good goal to start with. That is something that can give them a goal, give them something to work towards. And 10,000 steps depends on how big your steps are, of course. You are getting a couple of kilometers in. You're actually going somewhere. So you're not uh, you're not getting left behind, I guess would be the word for it. You're going to get out of the danger zone if there's a disaster. So I kind of like to think of 10,000 to 20,000 steps as getting out of a danger zone if you're in a danger zone. Um, just practice getting out of that direct area where something could be happening, like civil unrest or <laughs> a bomb went off or whatever. So... Uh, but 10,000 steps is just a nice round number. People like it because average Joe can do it, but doing it consistently is what it counts. So even my own mother this last year in 2021, she did one kilometer a day on the treadmill every single day, no matter what. She went on there and walked a kilometer. Sometimes it was more obviously. She was getting up to like 5K a day a couple of times there, but 1K a day was her minimum to get on there and do it and just walk. And that helped with her chain. I call it your chain, your core, to your hips, to your thighs, your chain there. You want to make sure that stays the strongest area of your body. Upper body is okay. Like we'll always carry stuff and backpack stuff around as humans. But having our glutes, our abs, and our obliques, and our, and our, um, our hamstrings, and our quads working properly, that's what it's really at for humans. That's where our big muscles are, and we need to be exercising them. That's fair. Yep. So, uh, diet-wise, lots of carbs, right? Like nothing but carbs, carbs, carbs. <laughs> and sugar. We love carbs, sugar, sugar, actually. Sugar. Yeah. Carbs, well, not sugar carbs, but vegetable <laughs> carbs are, and grain carbs are actually extremely good for your brain and extremely good for your guts. Um, potatoes have gotten such a bad rap. I don't know what happened there. Well, they make good vodka. <laughs> I mean, I love potatoes. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where. If you're going into nutrition, you're going into what you eat every day. Everyone's like, oh, rice and beans, the, the thing that preppers are all going to be eating at the end of the days. Um, those are actually pretty good for you, actually. Um, carbs are something your brain lives off of. When people go into ketosis, for instance, like all this keto dieting and stuff like that, and they're trying to get to ketosis, all they're trying to do is access the carbs that was stored in their fat. <laughs> so... You're not really, you're not really doing anything there except accessing what you've already stored away in your body, and getting to that actually hurts a lot of your processes in the in this in the series. Yes, you'll lose weight. I'm not going to discount that you'll lose weight on a keto diet, but you are hurting your systems and you're overloading your your pancreas and you're overloading your liver, and then your kidneys are number three on that. So because they're processing everything that's come out of that fat cell that was stored away three years ago, for instance. Um, so you never know what's coming out. <laughs> um, I don't really like diets as they call them. I like to say, you know, you're eating what you're eating on a daily basis. 
regulate are you gaining weight with what you're eating or are you losing weight with what you're eating you know the calories in and calories out can be a good thing or a bad thing a lot of people fight on that it's the coke pepsi question of the fitness world <laughs> um, a lot of people are like well i'm just eating what i want to eat and i go ahead and like okay well just be aware if you are gaining weight over a series of months and you're gaining a pound a month maybe cut back on something on your everyday are you always putting sugar in your tea or always putting sweetener in your tea? Are you always putting honey in your tea? You know, it depends on what you're up to. And that will really add up over time and people don't realize it. Um, supplements and protein shakes and things like that are very good to kind of go through a process of learning what you're eating. Some people just go on a protein shake thing for two weeks just to like break the habits that they have. That's good for breaking a habit as long as you realize that's what you're doing. You're not doing it as a detox. You're not doing it as anything else. It's just breaking your feeding habits so that you're able to choose your foods now. So um, like potato hack is one of those really cool things that's coming out a lot again. Um, there's actually a book on it from 10 years ago where you just eat potatoes for five days. Fun. <laughs> well, I mean, like, think about how many people in how many countries, you know, 100 years ago that were surviving on nothing but potatoes in Ireland or, mm -hmm. or you know, Russia and everything else. And if you think about like Russian blue potatoes and stuff like that, they're not just like the, the Yukon gold that we get in the grocery store or whatever. They've actually got a different set of minerals and nutritional value. They're awesome, actually. Yeah, they're so awesome. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot to be said about just potatoes. It's not just one, one brand. There's like plenty of brands out there of potatoes that come in various colors too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love so, the potatoes. Like, how oh. well does actually? Sorry, before we carry on, Pat's just asking yeah. how uh, how well does fasting actually work? Fasting is actually awesome in my book. Um, I myself have fasted a couple of times. It is something that humans have done throughout history. It's part of our religions. Even um, this is something that kind of starts as a basis. Uh, I call it a human basic thing. So it's something that we've been doing for a long time for a reason. Um, it's fasting is something that stops your pancreas from creating insulin because insulin's your storage tank uh, pro, uh, hormone, I should say. Um, so you're, when you eat food, your pancreas acknowledges that you have food. It puts insulin out there so that your liver and everybody else can absorb the nutrients and everything gets dispersed and stored away. So you don't want to be continually eating all the time. I as much as I love snacking, <laughs> snacking so bad, having just three meals a day and then fasting from that six o'clock, seven o'clock dinner all the way till breakfast, which is breaking your fast. Let's just be honest here. Um, that whole process there closes down your insulin and your pancreas, closes down your system. Your body goes into a different mode of, okay, I've got this food. I need to absorb it. I need to get it to the cells it needs to be at rather than I got to store this away. I got to store this away. I got to store this away. Cause that's all insulin saying is saying there's food here. We got to store this. So, and then where people who are diabetics and stuff, their body goes overkill. And of course they get a little thicker, <laughs> which is part of the response to them getting insulin all the time is they actually start gaining weight excessively over time, depending on what their diet is. But um, fasting can actually slow that process. A lot of diabetics now are considering fasting as part of their process so that they can close down their pancreas, let it rest, let it reset itself almost and uh, move forward from there. And Dr. Fung, F-U-N-G, on YouTube has some great videos on fasting. So if you look up his videos on fasting and his book, um, it gets you even more into it. But I personally love it, especially um, OMAD, which is one meal a day. I've done that a couple of times and it was pretty good. I'm about two and a half meals a day myself right now. So <laughs> I'm still in snacking mode myself. So I've got to work yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get out of snacking mode, especially around the holidays. <laughs> like, 
yeah, we wanted to have broth week afterwards after the holidays were done, but that didn't happen either. So it's, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what do we got uh, left here? I don't know. I have to check my notes here real quick. There was one or two things. Um, oh, red meats. I think you want to touch on those. I did want to touch on that, especially in shit hit the fan scenario. Um, when you're doing heavy lifting, physical work, things like that, eating more greens and grains, getting those carbs and those what I call green proteins, like the ones from broccoli, your dark, dark greens, basically. Um, and then from your potatoes, some of the proteins and carbs from there. That type of nutrition gets almost like an easy access to the rest of your body. Whereas meat actually slows down your digestion. It slows down your blood even. The proteins from meat actually slow down everything. And it kind of just kind of a system happens to you. Whereas with greens and grains, if you're taking those kind of things in before you do a big, a big um, working type of situation, your blood actually flows better. It's been proven in science. Everything. That's why uh, vegetarians and vegans are so like, it's the best way. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not a burger. <laughs> well, also, I mean, I, I, this is just my limited knowledge talking, but aren't they like uh, pure vegans? Don't they end up being deficient in something like B12 by the time it's all said and done? They do. Yeah. yeah. There has to be a balance there. I mean, and in shit. And in SHTF, if you're not going to be having meat every day anyways, you may yeah. as well get used to it. You may as well have a couple of days a week where you're eating your pasta and your greens and your extra veggies and your corn, corn chips and all those kind of things. Um, you want to actually kind of preemptive yourself a little bit. Like meat does slow you down. There's a lot of athletes that go on more of like a vegan thing before their big, big, um, what do you call it? Not shows. Match. Games. Yeah. games and matches and things like that they'll actually go vegan for a couple of days beforehand just so they have all those vegetable carbs in their muscles and they have everything going and it's flowing correctly and they don't have any meat in their system to actually go forward and there's quite a few athletes doing that now um well they'll have meat after the game kind of a thing they're like yeah i can slow down now i can have a burger <laughs> well in the apocalypse you've only got so many neighbors to chew on right so i mean that's a very good point that's Sorry, right. Yeah, Got to ration those things out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Darius asks, uh, since he didn't bother to come on tonight, uh, any suggestions for getting around things like gout and still being able to eat well enough to have energy and work out? Um, for what I know, gout is one of those things that meat really incites. So I'm not 100% on what gout actually does exactly, but I think it's like uh, inflammation within your joints and inflammation in your legs, if I remember correctly. And inflammation is just excited by protein, period. Usually it's kind of like an excitement thing. So if you can cut down on that in some way, do so. Um, there's a lot of books out there about gout diet and things like that. I have seen them. I just haven't read them. <laughs> uh, Freya mentions grow gout weed. You might just need it. I mean, I've never heard of it. So maybe it's a thing. But also I've heard either. black cherry juice, like not the the cheap, like, you know, sun-ripe black cherry juice, but, like, the actual, like, organic, real, real black cherry juice supposedly is help, helps with gout. I don't know why. Or just grab but some cherries off your tree and squish them. If you have real cherries, <laughs> even better. Like, if you live in the Okanagan or something. But, yes. you know, like, um, yeah, not, not everybody has that, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think as a lot of males get older, it seems gout seems to be a thing, right? It I is think. a more male thing, yes. And that's yeah. just the uh, the comforting factor of estrogen in the women's system. So uh, estrogen kind of coats and takes care of a lot of things, actually. <laughs> more soy in my diet. That's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Going for it. 
uh, it's called rich man's disease, I guess, back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. the only ones could afford were the finer cuts of meat. That's interesting. Yeah. And the more fatty meats too, though, like the, the prime rib with the big chunk of fat on top and things like that. Like the rich used to eat with a lot of fat. So that those proteins and things like that would get into the system, but it's meats just slows you down period. I, anyone can contest after turkey dinner, just meat in your system. Everything slows down. <laughs> And that's, but that's it's so good. Right? It's so good, though. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Any questions, Jeff? You seem a little quiet. <laughs> Is he still there? No, he's still there. I'm just kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, digesting everything that you've been saying. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> well played, Jeff. Well played. I will say, though, for like bug out bags, get home bags, things like that, a protein shake in there, um, even some um, greens and things like that. You can make your own greens at home. But I love having a protein shake or two in there. You put a little bit of water in it, shake it up. You now have 500 calories, like bam, right now. You can do one or two of those just to get the calories in and get yourself still moving. So it's something that's lightweight. Just add water when you get to the water suck it on down shot glass it down and keep going it's you can actually get protein shakes that have a thousand calories in them so there's things out there like that and i know as for us preppers yes they don't last that long they're like a year to a year and a half on the expiry date there but having one of those little protein shakes in your pack might be really worth it and it's something that's fast and easy and accessible right away for you yeah. So I guess that's the only, the only thing I was going to add too is like, I guess if you are just sitting in an apartment and you got nowhere to go um, and you're lazy like me, just, just wear a backpack that's weighted all the time. That's certainly mm -hmm. you're going to get some extra benefit out of it, or at least to get some better muscles. Wrist be weights. Used, be used to wearing the stuff all the time and then it's going to be easier when you actually have to carry it. Mm -hmm. that's Definitely. Might, might look silly if you answer the door wearing a plate carrier and backpack <laughs> and everything else, but you know, hey, it's Country. walk around the apartment a... with those like bands around your knees around the apartment just to stretch out your quads yeah <laughs> hey whatever whatever you gotta do whatever you gotta do well i think that's, it. I I got... that's yeah that's some good uh, some good info in the thing here i'm just going back through yeah. here they went by so fast didn't see anything else uh... uh i think we've done a pretty good job keeping up with the live chat uh as far as questions go and uh, yeah, we do appreciate everybody in the live chat throwing some questions in because that does make yeah uh, it helps make, us. It, make it a lot of more a lot more fun doing the doing the show getting some live questions to throw in so that's always good. Yeah, I've been told I have to wear Lululemons for one episode. So yes, uh, yes, episode one forty seven is going to be Lululemon for preppers. So if what? everybody wants to turn their internet off that day, that's probably yeah, a wise choice. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, this is some really good, uh, really good stuff to get people started. If uh, if you're not, uh, if you haven't started into a little bit of a workout routine, or if you're getting back into it, or even it's a good refresher if you've been in one for quite a while. Um, so I think it's uh, some good info for people to to just kind of digest. <laughs> oh, terrible! And uh, yeah, that no, was good. Thanks for taking the time, Carmen, to, to put that oh, together no for, for everybody. That's fantastic. Oh, one last question from Pat: oh. uh, What would oh. you recommend for a someone with a high metabolism? So this is something I used to have before I hit 30. <laughs> I actually supplemented with protein shakes when I was younger to try and keep weight on. I had a hard time getting past 120 pounds, and I'm 5'8". So I was skinny mini. I was a rail. And people were like, eat something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am. <laughs> like, I am so much. 
um, with the high metabolism, you are burning a little bit higher. Um, the only thing that we're really detrimental to that is like a very low calorie diet and that'll change your metabolism down, but it'll keep it there and that you're in trouble. Don't do that. So if you are going, to, if you do need to lose weight during a high metabolism, basically just cut a little bit of calories or fast. Fasting is one of the fastest way to lose weight without hurting your metabolism. So your body's either turned on or turned off during fasting. Whereas if you're snacking, but not snacking enough, and you only have low calories, your body's constantly hungry. And that just puts you in a bad zone. Whereas with fasting, you're hungry for like an hour or two, maybe when you hit that hungry part, and then your body forgets about being hungry. So it's kind of funny, the uh, human body went fast. I know for myself, getting through the first 24 hours is the hard part. You hit about 24 hours or so and you're just like, well, I'm not really hungry all of a sudden. Your body literally turns it off. And what happens is your brain turns on. Your brain becomes more active. Just as if we were hunter-gatherers back in the day, you want to find that food. You want to find stuff now. And you want to get solve the problem that you're in of, I don't have food. I haven't eaten anything. So your brain actually gets activated. And um, uh, I think it's called autophagia, where your body starts looking for cells it doesn't need to use. And what's really awesome about that is your body knows that there's cells in the system that they can use up. So if you're fasting over like a three-day period, for instance, you will actually eat up about, I think it's two to three percent of the bad cells in your body that your body recognizes that it doesn't just doesn't need anymore. And a lot of those could be precancerous, some doctors say. Um, don't quote me on that. It's just in the books. <laughs> and a lot of people will fast two or three times a year as a way to prevent cancer within the system, prevent autoimmune diseases within their, within their system. And it's working for some people. And some people have done a fast and actually reverse some of the effects of some of the diseases they have. So it's kind of one of those weird zones where you're not really sure if it's really working because of it's your body's activating things or if it's just your body's at a new heightened awareness and it doesn't want to put up with any of that crap that's just hanging out in your system it wants to make you lean mean hunting machine so i think fasting takes you to that next level of being a human and since it is part of our religions and a lot of religions and it's part of our history i think it's something that we actually need to do to stay healthy with our mind and our body so fasting at least once a year is kind of like my goal. I try and do it twice a year, though. Like a real fast, just water and some um, salt water. And too. For, for how long do you do that fast? A couple of days, a week? A couple of days, three or four days. So, And then you slowly, like I start with mashed potatoes, and I'll eat mashed potatoes for a day, and then I go into regular foods again. Hmm. So. Cool. Because potatoes are nice and soft. They have the resistant starch. Your body absorbs them nicely, and everything goes through nice <laughs> after that. Fair enough. No sucker punches. <laughs> Don't just go eat a burger. That'll hurt you so bad. You'll have gut Terrible pain like idea. you won't believe. <laughs> Actually, people died from that back in the day, like uh, mm -hmm. uh, post-war. Uh, you know, get the prisoners were in starvation diets or just played starvation, That's and funny. they got fed yeah. some rich foods, dead the same day. Yep. As soon as they get fed oh, something okay. uh, with high fat yeah. or something, because their body wasn't it used to it. It spikes everything in their system, their insulin, their liver, everything gets spiked to such a degree that it like fried them, basically. So it's oh. kind of, I've read some of that research and it's brutal. It's not fun. So yeah. <laughs> and like I said, Dr. Fung on YouTube and his book on fasting is, um, he's a Toronto doctor. He's a Canadian. 
and he's helped a lot of people and his fasting protocols that he has in his in his book are something to follow over and look over and um he's an actual doctor doctor so (laughs) don't just take my word for it it's great (laughs) not just an internet doctor huh good Mm -hmm. (laughs) he is on he's on youtube though he's got some great great videos on there awesome well, like how Fraser says, potatoes are life. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, are. You can survive on them. They're one of the f- <laughs> one of the few things that I can a lot of. There's one of the things that I put away because if I really have to, you can live off of potatoes. There's a guy in Scotland that did it for 322 days or something. Holy, just potatoes. He went from I think 300 and something pounds down to like a nice healthy 180. He was working out. He was doing everything, but all he ate was potatoes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, with that should we move into the podcast challenge? Does it have sure. anything to do with potatoes? Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> eat potatoes for just three days in a row and see how your gut health goes. <laughs> it used to be a thing for people that had really bad IBS and things like that. They would actually prescribe eating potatoes for three or four days back in the day. This is before you know all those fun pills and medicines they make us take now. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, since uh, since Jeff's not paying attention, I'll. Uh, I'll do the podcast challenge. Uh, find a way to work out without leaving your home or building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. I just, I'm trying to organize <laughs> snowmobile stuff for tomorrow too. So That's fine. I, I was contemplating if I was just going to text you that it's your time to talk, but <laughs> yeah, I was trying to listen, but you know, my age is kind of hard. Two things at once. So uh, I wasn't going to go there. Wasn't yeah. Well, you should have You had your chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We've got a deal of a week. We certainly do. So, uh, mm-hmm. Cabela's for both of them. Okay. Uh, the Magnum, not that name, utility box, uh, <laughs> which is looks like you know the the Soviet SKS you know ammo crates, but in plastic Ooh. form. And uh, so they are forty percent off right now at seventeen ninety nine. Uh, normally, you know, in the thirties range, and uh, they are very handy for holding anything from like ammo to a radio go bag to whatever. And they're just a good size. They're bigger than your usual ammo can. They're about like two and a half, three times the size of them. Ooh, just big enough for my canning lids. <laughs> no, that'd be perfect for that, actually. Like, if you yeah. get a bunch of canning well, lids. Well, you, you don't want them to get too hot or too cold or have too much moisture, so. That's right, and they do have a waterproof seal on it. And mm-hmm. then also 20% off anything Ooh. that's orange Lyman brand for reloading. Uh, anything in the store. So Cabela's is offering quite this skanky deal there on uh, Lyman stuff, so uh, pretty good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I like Kyle's comment. <laughs> it must be past Jeff's bedtime. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it's dark, oh, right? Yeah. So it's my bedtime. <laughs> All right. Do you got any shout outs? I got nothing. No? Nope. All right. We'll no. And, <laughs> all right. Email iTunes reviews. Well, they were short and sweet this week. So we had one yep. YouTube comment that just said pretty on point last week. I was like, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Not wrong. Uh, Not wrong. Then we had uh, Undaunted Warrior last uh, last week sent us a message that said, staying vigilant is all we can do. So no matter mm-hmm. how burnt out you get, just stay vigilant. It's true. All right. Well, with that, I will bring episode number 145 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or of course, your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Submit a review. It does help other people find us, and it might even wake Jeff up. <laughs> We record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. And if that gives you the alert and going live, and I myself can be reached at microsetting 
at gmail.com. And I would love to connect with you if you want to. And Jeff? Yes, yes, yes. Huh? <laughs> Somebody calling me? <laughs> I can be reached at uh, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. I'll, I'll wake him up and let, let him know that uh, you sent him an email. Well, you can reach uh, Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. You can also find me at Canadian Patriot Podcast on iTunes, YouTube, and we record Monday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also in the Discord chat for both CPPs. Emails if you want an invite. There you can find us discussing why government waste and society has me angrily doing push-ups. With my <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I put the link to the Discord chat in the live, uh, the live chat here, too, for the stream. Uh, let's check out uh, Rapid Survival, rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. You can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. So thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And as sure as you would say, stay small. Mm-hmm.